Hi, folks. In most of my Something I Learned Yesterday podcasts, I discuss an email or a topic. In this one, this is a special episode where I interview somebody in the industry who provides an interesting service. So I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everybody. I'm really pleased today to speak with my friend Paul Gerbino about services he provides, which I think are very relevant to publishers. So, uh, Paul, we've talked about what you guys do. Paul is with Triumvirate Consulting. They're soon to be Creative Licensing International, and you'll understand the change in the terminology in a minute. So, Paul, what's your elevator pitch? What what do you do for your clients? Greg, quite simply, it's if you're a publisher, it's time to awaken the value that's sitting in your content archives, and you do that by licensing your content. And if you're interested in licensing your content, we can help. Okay, fantastic. Now, when we've talked about this before, you've described it as like a three-legged stool of extending the brand, finding new audiences, and getting some revenue. So uh, break that down a little. What what can your customers expect in those three different areas? Yeah, so the, the most publishers are only focused about delivering their content to their target audience. Mm -hmm. Licensing gets your content and starts to deliver it outside of your target. And by doing that, you start to extend your brand, right. not only into different markets, but into different different countries. Okay. As well as uh, uh, by doing that, you find new audiences, people who never heard of you, people who are reading your, your content and realize that you're a thought leader and they mm -hmm. may want to subscribe. They may want to follow you. And then the revenue that's produced off of that is probably the most highly profitable revenue any publisher can create. Yeah, so that's interesting. I suppose, you know, if you're in marketing, you're always looking at lists and you're trying to find, you know, here's my market. Can you can you give an example of like somebody who thought this was their market and then because of content licensing or, you know, the kind of stuff you did, all of a sudden they opened up some other sort of an area that they weren't even aware of? And that's that's a great question because there, what happens with, with publishing is again, we're fo so focused on our target audiences that we think that's on the only people that are interested in this. Right. Uh, and uh, I'll give you a quick example. When I started licensing content in 2001, I was producing news on sludge pumps and flushometers. Mm -hmm. Well, an engineer actually corrected my pronunciation of flushometer. He said it's a flushometer. Uh -huh. But I said flushometer gets a lot more laughs. Sounds better. Exactly. But the bottom line was, I thought all my readers of my content had grease under their fingernails, people in manufacturing facilities who are looking for new products that they can use and what they do. Right. What I found by licensing, I had patent attorneys pouring all over this. I right. had college professors pouring all over this. All of a sudden, it started to make me realize that there's a broader audience out there for what we do. Right. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, you've mentioned that you use three uh, methods, licensing, syndication, and permissioning. Can you explain what those mean? Yeah, let's let's uh, uh, talk about first the syndication and the permissioning, right? Okay. So syndication is very much, when you open a newspaper in New York or in San Francisco, you're going to see the same comic strip in both. Right. That's syndicating content, where the content will appear the same day across many different uh, articles or journals and, and, and newspapers. Uh, permissioning is about Providing somebody the permission, for example, if an author who's writing a new book wants to use your charts or your graphs 
or something from one of your uh, pieces of content in the book, sure. they will seek permission to do that. Mm -hmm. Also, college professors who may want to make a copy of your article and make it part of the course pack right. that's distributed to all students, they will seek permission to do that. Okay. Now, all right. Now, licensing is the is probably the bigger of 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 the the elements in that you can license to big databases for researchers to to search your you know content uh, you know really a database full of public publishers content beyond just yours or you can license your content for example to a publisher in a different country who wants to create a publication for India. So if you have ABC uh, publication, they may want to do ABC India or South America, where they're going to want to translate the content. Right. So licensing really is about developing those long-term relationships around the content that you create, which A, expands your brand and, and, mm -hmm. and finds new audiences, as well as creates revenue for you. Yeah, it's an interesting thing you mentioned, translation. I That seems like an obvious opportunity for a lot of publishers. They're publishing only in English and there's yep. maybe market in Spanish and so they could license it out a Spanish version. And and, and that, that's a big part of licensing, right? There's uh, a lot of markets in different uh, places in the world where English is not the common language, right? You know, where doctors who need continuing education don't read English, yeah. but to have content translated into their local language. Same thing with uh, uh, business professionals mm -hmm. who want to know what's going on in the banking industry or wants to go want to know what's going on in the manufacturing space. But because English is not their primary language, having it translated, localizing it makes it easier. Sure, sure. So, Paul, we've discussed this before. I'm the kind of guy who I, I walk into the, the men's warehouse and I see a, a coat that I like. And the first thing I do is I look at the tag. I want, to see the, I want to see the price. So, so give me a broad sense. What's the upside here? What what can a publisher expect out of this kind of an effort? Yeah, yeah and 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 I'm sure you get a lot of uh, responses. Well, the price depends. Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, I'm going to give you the price depends, and it depends okay. on several factors. One, what topics do you cover? What industries do you cover? An industry today may be hot, tomorrow may not. Right. So it really depends on the, the 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 coverage area of your content. Also, what types of articles do you produce, right? What types of videos do you produce? Are they news, analysis, special interest, short form, long form? You know, there's so many different types of content that 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 can be produced. The third uh, is the quantity of articles or, or content mm -hmm. you're producing, right? Because yeah. it is a numbers game. You know, sure. if you're producing one, you're not going to make as much as if you're producing a thousand. Mm -hmm. uh, Another thing that really is, is a, has a big impact is the quality of what you produce, mm. right? If you produce really high quality content, you're going to be in demand. And what goes along with that is the strength of your brand. Mm -hmm. If you have a very strong brand, well, again, you'll have people around the world. They'll say, I want the content from that brand. Uh, and then finally, it's the strength of your editor's brands. Right. Sure. People don't realize is that they've got a marquee editor on staff. That's a big part of why people see them as a thought leader. Sure. So you need to communicate who who that editorial staff is. Right. Sure. Well, may, maybe one of these days the Crable Group will be big enough that this will be a worthwhile thing for me to try. So so, Paul, tell us uh, how people can contact you and find more about what you do. 
Sure. Uh, the You can contact me at triumviratconsultants.com. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you'll put this at the, at the end of the recording. Because nobody can uh, spell triumvirate. Uh, well, that's the reason why we're changing our name to Creative right. Licensing International. Uh, and the bottom line is you can reach me, uh, again, at the website. Uh, there's an email address there. There's a contact us form. If you know how to spell triumvirate, then pdrabino at triumviratconsultants.com is a way to reach me. Uh, and uh, please reach out to me. I look forward to answering any questions you have. Okay, fantastic. I'll put all that information in the bottom of the video. Paul, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I think this is very a very important thing for publishers to consider as part of their revenue mix. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Greg. All right. 